0: Okay, good evening once again, everybody. How is your day? Awesome, glory be to God. All right, um. Before we go into the teaching, before we start the teaching, just uh, to let you know: it's of course, if you are um, if you are here for the very first time in uh, for a thrive, or if you are online for the very first time at thrive, uh, tribe is supposed to be an interactive session, so you have the opportunity to ask questions. Um, as I mean, whatever is being taught or whatever we're talking about, if you have a question, just pass the question on to the, any of the ushers, and when we get to the point where we'll take the questions, uh, we'll bring pastor in, and we'll all brainstorm and talk about the, the questions, all right? So please feel free to get your questions ready. Glory be to God. Okay, so today we are, I, I mean, for some months now, we've been studying the book of Acts, Acts of the Apostles, and today we're on part twenty-seven part 27, and uh, we, uh, yeah, part past 27, we are taking the text from Acts chapter 14, 8 to 20, Acts chapter 14, 8 to 20, so I will read it, then we'll, we'll take it in chunks, drill down as best as we can, and um, uh, yeah, as best as we can, just pay attention as we go. Um, I might have a surprise for someone here today, uh, you know, because, um, um, yeah, y- y- we usually would wait and take questions, but today I might pull a stunt and just maybe throw a question at someone, and whoever it is that can give me the best answer, probably gets to go home with a gift, all right? You know, two weeks ago, Pastor Obolaji came with a-, a goodie bag. I don't have a goodie bag, but I have a surprise gift, all right? Okay, so... Acts of Apostles, chapter 14, 8 to 20. Acts 14, 8 to 20. I'll read. It says, Now at Lystra, a man sat who was unable to use his feet, for he was crippled from birth and had never walked. This man was listening to Paul as he spoke, and, and Paul looked intently at him and saw that he had faith to be healed, and said with a loud voice, Stand up on your feet. And he jumped up. And began to walk. And the crowds, when they saw what Paul had done, raised their voices, shouting in the Lyconian language, the gods have come down to us in human form. They began calling Barnabas Zeus, chief of the Greek gods, and Paul Hermes, messenger of the Greek gods, since he took the lead in speaking. The priests of Zeus, of Zeus, whose temple was at the entrance of the city, brought bulls and gallants to the city gates and wanted to offer sacrifices with the crowds. But when the apostle Barnabas and Paul heard about it, they tore their robes and rushed out into the crowd shouting, Men, why are you doing these things? We too are only men of the same nature as you, bringing the good news to you. So that you turn from these useless and meaningless things to the living God. Who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything that is in them. In generations past, he permitted all the nations to go their own ways. Yet he did not leave himself without some witness as evidence of himself. In that, in that, he kept constantly doing good. In that, in, in that he kept constantly doing good things and showing you kindness and giving you rains from heaven and productive seasons, filling your hearts with food and happiness. Even saying these words with even saying these words with difficulty, they prevented even saying these words with difficulty, they prevented the people from offering sacrifices to them. But Jews arrived from Antioch and Iconium and having won over the crowds They stoned and dragged him out of the city, thinking he was dead. But the disciples formed a circle around him, and he got up and went back into the city. And the next day, he went on with Barnabas to Debbie. Praise God. You know, this story is very similar to what we've been, I mean, reading about the last uh, couple of weeks. You know, it's like they they go into a city... They preach a message to cause someone to be healed, and the whole city just goes on, on fire for them. They, they, you know, At times they chase them out, at times they heal them, and on and on. It's, it's a familiar story. So, But today, I want us to look at a few things. So we'll take it little by little, in chunks. You know? So the first thing I want us to look at is, in, is verse 8 to 10. Verse 10, it says, Now at Lystra, a man sat who was unable to use his feet, for he was crippled from birth and had never walked. This man was listening to Paul as he spoke, and Paul looked intently at him and saw that he had faith to be healed. Hmm, That one alone is deep. And said with a loud voice, Stand up on your feet. And he jumped up and began to walk. As I read this, I could just, Remember what, Pastor talk, what, what we learned from Pastor on Sunday when he was talking about the fact that all the things that we need to walk in the fullness of what God has in store for us is within our reach. It's not necessarily out of reach. It's not something that we have to go and travel to get. It's always usually the things that we need to fulfill destiny is always within our reach. And this resonates for me because if you look at it, the Bible says that this man never walked all his life saw Paul and Paul looked at him and Paul could see just by looking at him that the man had faith. If the man had faith before looking at Paul, then why wasn't the faith enough to just heal him on his own? Meaning that the things he needed to be healed was already around him. Not even for him now, not even just around him, but was inside of him. He had the faith. He had the belief already. He had the belief already. Which brings me to my first point here, which is the fact that at times, even though the things that we need to fulfill destiny is around us, is within us, at times we need someone around us to help us, to push us into it. At times we need someone around us to show us or to just encourage us or just give you a word to say, okay, do this thing, be encouraged. Write that exam that you've been procrastinating about. Go and write it. Don't think that you are going to fail because you are destined to pass. Just do it. Apply for that job that you think you are not qualified to. Just do it. So You may just need someone around you to encourage you, to, pu- to push you. Because that's all that this guy needed. The scripture says that he had the faith. Paul saw him and realized that he had the faith. Inside of him already. All he needed was for someone to speak the word. How did he get the faith? Point number two. How did he get the faith? He probably had been hearing about what Paul and Barnabas had been doing in the prior cities before getting there. Because if Paul started preaching and Paul suddenly looked at him and saw that this guy had faith. I'm not convinced that it was the preaching of that day that suddenly mustered and built up all of that faith. It must have been something that he had built up over. Maybe he had been hearing the stories. Oh, these guys were in uh, Iconium last week. This, and and they, they, they healed so so and so. They did this thing. The crippled in, the, in Iconium, they had been healed. So he probably would have been thinking and saying to himself that, ah, there is hope for me. It is my turn. Yes. It is my turn. Let me go there. I always have to go there. You <laughs> know he was saying that it's it's my turn. So he was already stirred up inside of him. All he needed was just for Paul to call him and say stand up. And that's all that happened. One one more thing that that struck me about the man again is that He had been crippled all his life. That's, at least that's what scripture tells us. So just imagine, someone that had been crippled had never walked all his life. He does not even know what it is like to stand. He does not understand how the muscles of the legs feel. Because he had never experienced it. He was born a cripple. It's like telling someone that was born blind... And suddenly, maybe by some miraculous intervention, he begins to see. You are now telling him to differentiate colors. He will not be able to tell what is blue or red. He has to learn it. But here was this guy. He doesn't even know how to jump up or how to stand up. Because his legs had never done this exercise before. But when he heard the word, jump up, he just moved. And the rest is history. He took the initiative to say, I'm not going to stop myself. I'm not going to limit myself by giving an excuse and saying, I don't know how to stand. I don't know how to jump. He refused to just be comfortable where he was. He refused to be comfortable where he was. And of course, he got his healing. He got his healing. He refused. You know, a lot of people that are born, maybe like born crippled from birth. It is very convenient for them to accept it as their lot. It is very convenient to, to resign to faith and say, that's my portion. That's how, it's gonna, that's how it has been, as it was in the beginning, so it is now and forever will be. That's their portion. But this guy was a little bit different because, like I said earlier on, probably he's been hearing about Paul and Barnabas and the things they've been been doing in, in, uh, in, in the cities they've been to before. He had done his research. So by the time they came to Lystra, he was waiting for them, fired up, ready to get his own healing. He had hope. I'm speaking to someone today. I'm speaking to someone online. Whatever it is that you think you are going through, there is hope for you. Don't stay where you are. There is hope. Because your time is coming. And your time has come. You can say it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yes, it's your time. It's your turn for the healing. It's your turn for the miracle. It's your turn. It's your turn. Just like this guys, I mean, was comfortable, Was fired up. he was ready. He said it was his turn. We move to the next section. Verse 11 and 12. He says, and the crowds, when they saw what Paul had done, raised their voices, shouting in the Lyconian language, The gods have come down to us in human form. They began calling Barnabas, Zeus, chief of the Greek gods, and Paul Hermes, messenger of the Greek gods, since he took the lead in speaking. You know, it's natural every time that we experience a miracle. It's just natural for us to begin to praise. It's natural. But in this instance, which again, we can relate to, in this instance, is that rather than praise God, they began to praise Paul and Barnabas. They began to praise Paul and Barnabas. And you see, for us human beings, usually the challenge, the biggest challenge that we have is the, the, is, is the ability for us to be able to control ourselves and understand that anytime time we experience the miraculous, it is not the man that God uses, but it is rather the God that uses the man that we should praise. A lot of times we run into, we, we, we are quick to begin to praise and hail the person that God has used to deliver that miracle. And that was what happened there. Of course, I, I mean, they, they were idol worshippers. They, 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 the gods they knew was the ones called Zeus and uh, Hermes. So when they saw something they had not seen before, they saw a miracle happen in their own eyes. Because this crippled man was always been, has always been there with them. So they knew, they knew his story. They knew that it wasn't like the Paul and Barnabas came with their own cripple to come and do abracadabra for them. They knew that this was a real miracle. So immediately, they began to praise Paul and Barnabas. So it is in it, usually, for us humans to want to worship. But we must ensure that when we want to do that, when we want to praise, we must not get in the place of sharing the glory with God. We must not get into the place of sharing the glory with God. Because when we do, we put ourselves in, we we, we, we get into trouble. A few examples, a few few examples that we can talk about because when, when God decides to do a miracle or when God decides to bless us with a gift, it is so that we can give glory to God. To him, not to ourselves. Aaron, Moses' brother, had the gift of... He was a craftsman. He could mold anything. He was very good with metals. That gift that God gave to him, when the Israelites felt that Moses had left them stranded, that same gift... Be now became something that tormented him. Because why? It, they, they came to meet him. I said, look, this fellow Moses, we don't know what has happened to him. Make us a God. If you, if you, if you also know that when they were coming out of Egypt, Aaron was technically number two to, uh, to Moses. He was the one that went to, with Moses all the time to, to Pharaoh to talk. So it was someone they also respected. It was someone that, as as Moses was holding his hand for the Red Sea to part, Aaron must have been very close by. So it was also someone they respected. And they were like, okay, if we can not find Moses, we can see Aaron. Oh yeah, you Aaron, make us a god. And the gift that Aaron had was the same gift now that he now used to make an idol to God that got him into trouble. Same thing, Aaron. Acts 12, 20 to 23. Here was Herod speaking. Just speaking gently to the people. And the Bible says that he spoke eloquently. He spoke very well to the people. The people were so motivated. You know, like like we read on Sunday, motivational speaker can kill some people at times. So Herod must have made a very good speech, very motivational speak, uh, motivational talk to the children of Israel, and they, they, they shouted, they said, wow, this is the voice of God, not the voice of man. That wasn't the sin. That was bad, but that wasn't the error here. The error was the fact that when they said it, Erod enjoyed it. Erod took it on and said, yes. He took it on. I mean, Bible scholars, uh, I, I I did a little bit of research. Bible scholars said then that those days when Herod comes out, the robe that he wears is made of very shiny metals. So that when he stands on his altar and the sun shines on him, it begins to reflect and shine to everywhere. So now imagine all of that with a fantastic motivational talk. Then the people now compound all of that and say, oh, the voice of God, not the voice of man. The Bible says that he fell down and instantly was consumed by worms. Because why? He took the glory of God unto himself. Paul and Barnabas, they were wiser. We move to the next section. Paul and Barnabas, they were wiser. Verse Thirteen to fifteen says, the priest of Zeus, whose temple was at the temple, as the, at the entrance of the city, brought bulls and garlands to the city gates and wanted to offer sacrifices with the crowds. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard about it, they tore their robes and rushed out into the crowd, shouting, "Men, why are you doing these things? See, what, see the difference in their own action." They tore their robes. Men, why are you doing these things? We too are only men of the same nature as you, bringing good news to you so that you turn from these useless and meaningless things to the living God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything that is in them. So when we see ourselves, when we get to the point where we we are being praised, what should we do? How should we respond When we are being praised for what God is using us to do. Because God will use us to perform miracles. Amen? God will use us to heal. God will use us to deliver. God will use us as as a tool of blessing. When we get to that point, when men, because we are seeing now that it is a natural inclination for men to begin to bless and praise and worship what has been a blessing to them. So when we get to that point, how should we respond we should respond the way Paul and Barnabas did. We shouldn't tear our clothes. Hello? <laughs> but we, we should genuinely reject it. Tearing their clothes in, that, in those days was, a, was, was a, um, a symbol. It was something they needed to do to really symbolize that, no, we're not taking this. So read today, I, I mean, you see people at times when, when, when God has used them to do something, and you are telling them, wow, man of oh God, God bless you, thank God. Amen. Ah, you are like God sent it, you, and you're like, oh yeah. You know, when they begin to gloat in the glory. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry. Don't, don't worry. Thank God. Thank God. But the way they are saying the thank God. You know what they are saying is, okay, thank you for thanking me. We should be ready to reject taking the glory because when we don't, what we're simply doing is that such a thing may not get the opportunity to be repeated in our lives. God has abundant people he can use. If he chooses to use you, consider yourself favored. It's not necessarily because of what you've done. Just consider yourself that God just chooses to use you. And what did Paul and Barnabas also do? God, Paul and Barnabas was telling them, look, 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 look. What I have done is something that God can also do through you. He said, we are just mere men, same nature as you. He was trying to let them know that, look, there's no difference between us and you. So don't begin to praise us like gods. Don't begin to ail us as if we are gods. There's no difference. We are mere men like you. And that is very key because when you can bring the people that God has used you to bless, God has used you to perform a miracle in their lives, when you can bring those people to, to the realization that they are like you, you are like them, and there's no difference. it gives them hope. He gives them hope of a brighter tomorrow. He gives them hope that it's not all over for them. He gives them hope that there is Something they can look forward to. They can say to themselves, okay, if if this man is confirming to me that we are the same, that means that if God can do it for him, it's just a matter of time. It's going to be my turn. So they were were encouraged. They encouraged and said, look, we are men of the same nature as you, bringing the good news to you so that you can turn from these useless and meaningless things to the living God. So not only did they reject the glory, not only did they confirm to the people that we are same like you, they also went further and said, this is the person that we want to point you to, the living God, the one who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything that is in them. So he pointed them to the right direction. Verse 16 to 18. He says, "In generations past, he admitted all; he permitted all the nations to go their own ways. Yet he did not leave himself without some witness as evidence of himself, in that he kept constantly doing good things and showing you kindness, and giving you rains from heaven and productive seasons, filling your hearts with food and happiness. Even saying those these words with difficulty, they pre- even saying these words with difficulty, they still prevented the people from offering." Sacrifices to them. I mean, this is deep. He says, when people, because of what God did with them, Paul and Barnabas had a major challenge convincing the people that they were not gods. I mean, that, I can just imagine how, how difficult that could have been, when someone is say, Ah, you are God, say. And you have to be the one to say, I'm not a God, I'm a normal human being. And the person say no, normal human being can't do what you just did. I say you are a God. Maybe you don't know. That is the situation they found themselves. It was a tough challenge. But the reality is that what, 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 what Paul was trying to now let them know is that, look, people, this thing that you have just seen that happened is the way God operates. God constantly, generation to generation, constantly leaves witnesses to be able to pass on the story of what he is able to do. And and, and that's what happened. So God is um, making them realize that, look, this miracle you just experienced is so that you will know that there is a God. And you will be able to carry on that message even to your next generation as a witness. Miracles, when they happen, miracles, when they happen, they are meant to do two things. Number one, to authenticate the character of Jesus. When miracles happen, they are meant to authenticate the character of Jesus. What does that mean? It means that they're, they're able to confirm, the miracles are able to confirm that God is with Jesus. Because if God is not with Jesus, they wouldn't be able to perform those miracles. Two, authenticate the character of Jesus means that Jesus is from God. It means that Jesus has the authority to forgive sins and also means that Jesus is approved by God. Because if he's not approved by God, he wouldn't be able to do those things. The second reason why miracles happen is because miracles authenticate the message of Jesus. So imagine, there are cripples here. God forbid, not here. There is a there are cripples somewhere, and you are trying to talk to them about Jesus, and they are not listening. Remember, Pastor even shared an experience with us when he was in the north. Is it about Tanko, right? Was, it, was it, someone else, right? When he said, "If I if you can stand up, I, are you, do you guys agree?" So, if I remember the story well, there were a lot of people, young people. He was trying to talk to them about Jesus, and they were paying a lot of attention. And he said, "Hey guys, listen. This guy that is crippled, we're going to pray now. If we if we pray, and he receives healing on his leg, and he begins to walk, do you guys agree? You're going to listen to me." And they said, "Yes." And he started praying. And in the name of Jesus, the boy stand up, uh, stood up, and started walking. There was no need to preach a long message again. Everybody there would accept Jesus. Everybody there would accept Jesus. So the miracles are meant to authenticate the message of Jesus. Mark 16, 20 says, And the disciples went everywhere and preached. And the Lord walked through them, confirming what they said by many miraculous signs. So if they say, give your lives to Jesus, because Jesus saves. They will say, "Mm, which Jesus saves? Okay, let me show you that Jesus saves. You blind, in the name of Jesus, receive sights. Boom, and the sight comes. Do you think they would doubt that Jesus saves? So that was the essence of the miracles. Authenticate the message of Jesus. Verse 19 to 20. But Jews arrived from Antioch and Iconium, And having won over the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, thinking he was dead. But the disciples formed a circle around him. And he got up and went back into the city. And the next day he went on to Barnabas, went on with Barnabas to the Derby. Now I said I had a question earlier. So let's paint this picture. I have two, three more minutes to round up. Let's paint this picture. Paul and Barnabas entered a city. They saw a crippled man. In the name of Jesus, crippled man started walking. The thing was so surprising. They had never seen it before. Everybody said, ah, you are God. Paul said, I'm not a God. They say, you are a God. He said. They even gave them names that this is God come as flesh. And just a few minutes after, some people came from Iconium. And the Bible says that they won over the crowd. And those same crowd started to stone Paul and dragged him out of the city thinking he was dead. What could they have said to make them change their mind from thinking that these people are gods to to them thinking that these people should be condemned and killed? Who has the answer? Mike, please. You know, I said I had a gift for the person that can answer that question. Anybody? Who knows the answer? you Someone was with my gift, too. Okay. I
1: want to try. <laughs> you I want need to me, try, sir. okay. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Um, I think um, possibly the same thing they said about Christ, that he was using the devil's power. I want the gift. Thank you.
2: I'm not so...
1: Let me
0: see. Let me see if someone else can, can try. If nobody answers it, then pastor will answer it. Anybody else? Come on, guys. I should repeat the question again. Paul and Barnabas had entered the city, healed the cripple, performed the, uh, an amazing miracle, so much so that the crowd said, wow, I've never seen this before. You must be gods. And they were hailing and praising them to the point that they even wanted to sacrifice to them to show their reverence that these people are oyato, right? While Paul was still talking to them, some people came, some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium. And the Bible says that having won over the crowds, this same crowd turned around and started stoning Paul and dragged them out of the city to the point that they stoned him and left him for dead. So what is it that they could have come to tell him? Or tell them, rather, that made them change their minds? You want to try now? No, no I think you wanted to try, right? <laughs> there's someone at the door. Okay, me they'll try again. But there's someone that can Take the mic to you. Raise your answer. Okay.
1: Okay, um, they threatened to chase them out of the synagogue. My second answer.
0: There's no synagogue in Leicester. They were all idol worshippers. Next. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Well, probably, I think... Bring the mic here. Go ahead. Yeah, I think probably... Um, maybe they performed...
2: Maybe similar miracle... Of what? Uh, um, how do I say it now? The of he, what, the, part, the, of the, what? They of looked. What part they,
0: looked they looked for another cripple and healed that cripple. No, no, not really, <laughs> not really. But probably maybe they've seen that. Okay, um, if this guy can do this, and um, maybe probably someone
2: else, tried you know, try to do that same thing, which means ah, then okay, then some, something is wrong somewhere. I don't know. That's that's the way I'm
0: saying it. Mm. Okay, I heard you.
2: Praise God. Hallelujah. I just want to try to. It, so it may be wrong. Go.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's fine.
2: <laughs> okay, maybe probably because the Bible said the people were Jew. So maybe probably are we sure it's not part of the people that Paul, before he became Paul, you understand, really dealt with? Do you understand? When he was still Saul, you know, the Bible said he went around chastising and killing these people. So, maybe when they came, like, this guy is here again. You understand? Don't mind him. You understand? Like, we really, really know this person. So.
0: Close. Close. I'll int just in case someone else can int. <laughs> okay, if I yeah. Debbie, you've tried twice now. You have to try again. Oh, online, someone has a question. Answer online. on there. Oh, answer right. Yes, oh, fantastic. Two okay.
2: Um, I think maybe these other people that came performed the miracle and claimed to be gods. The Grinchy. Jews. Yeah. No, the other guys.
0: The, new, the Jews that came. Yes. Okay. That came
2: to perform oh. their own miracle. And then this book called them gods, Zeus, and the rest. So they took on the title and then instructed those ones <laughs> to no, choose no,
0: no. them. I, I don't think that's what happened. I don't think that's what happened. All right, Joy. Oh, okay. Um, sorry. Debbie, read the answer. Then please come and give her the second mic.
1: Okay. Two people online. Abbas Akinsaya says they told the crowd that Paul and Barnabas staged the miracle and they were not using God's power. Pastor Marilak says they said they were devils and saying blasphemous things.
0: Those are possible options, but it's not what the answer I'm looking for.
2: Praise hmm. the Lord.
0: We'll take two more then we'll just move on because of time. Yes, okay. please.
2: So, um, like we studied last week they, they had been chased out from somewhere because they had won the people over, and the Jews, they really wanted that control. Like, even if you are here, it will be on our say so, we'll be the ones controlling everything, but they didn't have any power over them, so they, they had taken over their city basically. So they have come to warn these ones. I see these people that have come here. Mm. If you allow them, you are going to lose the control you have over this. But they are going to take over your city completely, just as they did where they were just chased from now. So if you know what is good for you, you have to get rid of them. So maybe that was why they.
0: Okay, let me try one more person. Um. Ah, <laughs> good evening, everybody. Time. Okay, make it very fast then. Okay,
3: probably the the Jews. Since in quotes they run the town, and um, Barnabas and Paul did a miracle, and they've seen it that if they allow these guys to go further, they might take the town from them. So
0: yeah. So, but what did they now tell the? What did they tell the the crowd for them to? They are blasphemers. They are blasphemers. Okay.
2: Praise the Lord. Yes, please. Well, I think the people were already angry because Paul and Barnabas were rejecting their sacrifices.
0: Which people? The crowd.
2: The crowd. Yes, they were already Like, they were ready. Like, why are they not accepting their sacrifices? And then the only thing they had to tell them was their God was greater than Zeus and Hermes. That the God of Paul and 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 um, Barnabas was greater. And from experience, I know that infuriates a particular set of people. You cannot even tell them that. One God is greater than their God. So I think that was what, you know, immediately changed their mind.
0: Hmm. Okay. Uh, Your answer is the closest. Closest is not the answer, but I'll give you the gift. All right, so see me after service. All right, let's put our hands together. (laughs) Now, this is what I think. This is what I think happened. Culture. It's a culture thing. And like they say, culture is very difficult to crack. It's very difficult to change. So that when you even see something that is better than what you do normally, you keep saying, oh, that's not how we do it. That's not how we do it. So the Jews were around. And because they were Jews, everybody assumed that they are the ones that own God. They are the ones that know God. So, when these guys came, remember now, the, 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 concept, the doctrine of Jesus was trying to say that what the Jews are doing presently was wrong. So, the Jews, of course, saw that as warfare or enemy. So, when this same Paul is now saying that it is in the name of that Jesus that was against the Jews that you all know own God that it is in that name that we're doing this. You better let us go back to that same Jew God that we know. So it was a tradition thing. Now, how does that affect us today? Let's look at. I'm sorry, I have to come into politics. Let me apologize up front. The last election that happened last weekend in Oshun State. I'm not in Oshun State, but I hear that that in, the governor that is just about to be kicked out has not been paying salaries. Oshun State has 60% of all the workforce there are government workers. He hasn't been paying salaries. Yet over 45% people still voted for him to come back. How do you explain that? What did you tell them? (laughs) It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So as it was in the beginning, so it is now. But it will not forever be because we have to be wiser. We have to get wise. We have to get wise. If things are not working, we have to sit down properly and look at it. Even if it is culture, culture can be changed. Human beings form culture. Human beings, we are the ones that create culture. We are the ones that determines uh, what culture will be. When I was growing up, it was abnormal for men to do dreads or have uh, whatever on your head. It's almost normal now. It's almost normal. Culture has changed. It used to be culture in the 80s for men to wear big, uh, what do you call it? Labu-labu trousers. Today, what happens? If you try that now, you are old school. Not only old school, say you are like, culture changes. That's even the far where we're talking about fashion. Culture, how people relate, how people deal, how people, how people marry, how people uh, live their lives, how people, what kind of food they eat. Culture changes. In the late 80s, the first time I saw Indomie, uh, uh, noodles, not Indomie, noodles. (laughs) It was branded as children's food. Abi, that's how they sold it when they entered the market. It was children's food, children's fast food. What is it now? Everybody eats it now. Culture has changed. So we can't afford to... Continue to hold on to the story because that's what happened there. These people held on to the past stories and they decided not to go forward with the miracle that they had seen. Miracles that they had seen. Praise God. So tradition is tough to crack. And finally on that point, before we bring pastor in, finally on that point, we, we, I mean... It's also very instrumental to talk to say here that when they stoned Paul, they left him for dead, and the Bible says that the disciples formed a circle around him. They were not just forming a circle to mourn. I'm sure they formed a circle to call on the same God that just performed the miracle to make him to rise up. And the Bible says that he got up. They didn't carry him up. He got up himself. That's the power of miracle, of prayer. They circled round him to pray and he got up himself. They didn't carry him. The Bible says, he went back into the city himself and the next day, he was strong enough, in spite of the wound, in spite of all that they did, he was strong enough to travel the next day, to go on the journey to Odebe. The power of prayer. Especially when we hold hands together to hold on, and, and agree on something. Praise God. They prayed for Paul. And I pray today that everything that the enemy may have thrown to anybody in this place that is holding us down, that is not making us to move forward. Today, in the name of Jesus, because we're in agreement, the power is broken and we rise up And we move forward in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's the end of the teaching. So if we have questions, anybody that asks me a question now, you have to also give me a gift. That's a joke. Yeah, but if you have questions, please send in your questions now while we bring in pastor. All right. Amen. Pastor? You there? Debbie, do you have questions? Can we start while it comes on board?
1: Yes, we have two questions online. Two questions. Yes, please. It says, how do you know for sure that you are not gloating and enjoying the attention from being used by God?
0: How do we know for sure that we are not gloating?
1: Yes, sir. Hmm. And enjoying the attention from being used by God?
0: That's the question I wanted to ask, Pastor. The person saw my notes. How do we know that? We're, okay, so my... I, I would say, I have, an, I, I have an inkling to the answer, and I... I mean, when Pastor comes in, he'll probably help to flesh it up, or, or add to it, or counter it, <laughs> whatever. Alright, so this is the way I... I, I think... When we have a gift or we believe that God is using us or God wants to use us at any point in time, how we have been handling that gift prior to the execution of the gift? What do I mean? So take for example, if you know now for example that you have a gift, the gift of healing or you have the gift of prophecy. So someone is talking to you, and you can look at the person and say, this is what you are going through. This is the solution. Do this. And it's always spot on. Like you can see through what is happening. If you know that you have that gift, you need to begin to immediately start cultivating a deliberate heart, heart of thanksgiving and appreciation consistently. Don't wait till someone comes to tell you wow, you did this, God did this through you. When you have a consistent when you begin to realize those giftings, when you are consistently in an attitude of worship with respect to that gift, whenever someone comes and says I want to praise you for it. It's easy to deflect it to where you have been sending the praise. Because it's, at that time, it's natural to you. It's easy to just immediately deflect it. It doesn't even land. It doesn't even land. And I see that with, I see that with, uh, welcome, sir. I, I, see, I see that with, uh, with Pastor. I see it in the life of Pastor. I see it in the life of a lot of men of God that I respect. They, 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 they don't let those praises even land. That's why a number of times you've heard him testify that people will come and say, "Oh, Pastor, didn't you know when you did this? Didn't you know when you did uh, pray this prayer for me?" And he says, "I can't even remember, because it is not for him to hold on to what has happened. It is not for him. It is not his job. When he maintains an, a consist, when you maintain a consistent heart of gratitude to that gift, and you know that it is just a gift, then." When the praises are coming, you're already like a mirror. It's just reflecting. It's just reflecting. It's not landing. It's just reflecting. Welcome, sir. Hi. (coughs) Good evening. Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm good. I'm good.
3: Well done. Amazing. Amazing teaching.
0: Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. So, um, did, did you you got the question and my response right now, sir?
3: Yes, I did. Um, I did. To- I mean, it's um, pretty spot on. You
0: know. Okay. You you don't want to add anything to it? Uh, no,
3: nothing to it. I mean, other than to for um, us <clears throat> to be careful not to. Allow the enemy um, um, guilt trip us or condemn us for rejoicing over a miracle. Mm. You know, so um, many times I've, I've had to. I mean, mentor certain um, men of God that are, that I do mentor out of this where God has used them. They are not sharing; that they are they're giving God the glory, but they're they are happy, they're excited that, you know, ah, wow, and they are, every time the excitement comes, they stab themselves that, no, you're not supposed to be happy. Excuse me, why shouldn't you be happy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you should be happy. What you should not accept is worship from other people, you know, and you, I mean, you, you did justice to that, so I just wanted to to, to add that, you mm. know, the blessing is for us, The glory is is for him.
1: Hmm. The
3: blessing is for us. The glory is for him. And if we truly have seen it as a blessing and have received it as a blessing, then it should delight us. So, which is why we are excited. But like you said, the glory is to him. So, I mean, someone said to me, a lady said to me that she walked up to me, she was trusting God for the foot of the womb, and I was just walking, and I told her to tell me a story. She did, and I just laid that on her and said, that nine months, you have a child, and she brought the child. I don't remember. I have zero recollection, mm. you know, because when that miracle happened, I'm not, I didn't go about gloating about it. It is unto God. I mean, I can't count the number of people that have said, oh, you, you gave this word of knowledge, I don't even remember. Ask Debbie. There are certain words that Debbie would say to me, you gave this world of knowledge at this time, I would say, I don't remember. I should begin to dig <laughs> through the archives. You know, <laughs> dig through the archives. Why? Because what is the, the chaff from the wheat? You know, you've, you've done yours, the glory belongs to God. You know, however, however, you should be grateful That God is using you and you should
0: um, enjoy the blessings that follow it. Hallelujah. So the blessing is for God. The the blessing is for us. The glory is for God. Haya! Yes, Devi, thank you very much. Next question, sir. Thank you,
1: sir. Okay. Um, Second question says, one more has come in, though. It says, um, did Paul die and get resurrected Or he was almost dying and God breathed life back into him.
0: One is six, one is half a dozen. I I don't see the difference between both. Uh, I I don't know, I don't know. But let's read the scriptures again. It says, But the Jews arrived, blah, 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 blah. They stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, thinking he was dead. But the disciples formed a circle around him and he got up and went back into the city thinking he was dead. So, my own interpretation here was that he was dead. Because they won't leave him. They won't, if they are stoning, they are stoning to, to kill. They are not stoning to wound. So, they, won't, they usually don't stop until they've confirmed the person is dead. So, maybe he was almost dead. And they thought he was dead. Then they left him. Or he actually died. And now resurrected. I don't know. Bottom line. He rose up and walked away. And glory be to God. For that. That's the way I it. You know, the theology there. I don't know. I, I mean, it, it, it could be either way. But the key thing is that he got up. After the disciples circled round him, praying for him, he got up and went back into the city and continued the work that God had sent him to do. Pastor, you want to add to that, sir? No, that's that's pretty apt. Yes, sir. Okay. Any other question? One more? Is there, there's a question here. Let's take uh, then we'll take that one. Yes, please.
2: Please, I would just like to know, sir, because you talked about Jews and their culture earlier on. Um, I would just like to know. Because these are actually people of God. At least Jews, we know them to be people of God. And Paul too was actually doing God's bidding. So, they were the people that were even against him. Telling all those people that are actually idol worshippers. Till they got biased and started stoning Paul. Trying to kill Paul. So, looking back at it in these our lives. Do you understand? Sometimes I don't understand. Why is it that? It is Christians that go around condemning Christians, fellow Christians like them. So I want to actually ask, when you're actually a believer and you're actually faced, you come, maybe you actually face this kind of a challenge whereby you find yourself in a place, maybe you're actually preaching the gospel to unbelievers and it's Christians... Maybe in another denomination. They are the one telling them, don't listen to those people. Those people, they are actually from this church. They are actually from that church. Like, what do you do?
0: Okay, so the question is, what do you do? Right? What do I do in that instance? I'm preaching to someone, telling someone about Jesus, the way I understand Jesus. And, um, for example, a white garment church Christian. I'm just using that as an example to, break it, to bring it home. A white garment church Christian says no to... Okay, so someone walks up to me and says, oh, I need prayers. And I say, okay, let's hold hands and let us pray. There's nothing God cannot do. And while we're trying to do that, the white garment church guy says, no, this kind of prayer, you have to go to the mountaintop, go with seven pink candles, specific color, pink go with seven pink candles and you must do around seven times and you you get my point. All the drama. What would I do? I would do what I need to do and leave the matter for God. Because that soul belongs to God, not me. My own job is to do what I need to do with the soul and trust that person and trust the Holy Spirit For the person to see light himself and know what is right from wrong. I'm not quick to want to engage other denominations, especially Christian denominations, in public on the matters of religion. Because if I do, the question I ask myself is, who is winning? If two Christians are arguing about the same Bible in public, where there are Muslims, there are Jews, there are all sorts of people who is winning? Definitely not the Christ that we are both fighting over. If I have to engage other religions, other faiths, it will probably be in private where we can rob minds. and say, okay, bring your facts. Let me bring my facts. Let's present to the table. We may end up not agreeing, no, but these are the facts in private. But in public, I don't even start the conversation because who will win? That Was that useful? Pastor, do you want to add to that, sir? Yes, thanks. No, that is that's, that's apt. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, Debbie. Yes, sir. So we have three more questions. And The first one says, does being used by God build your love quotient? Can we say being used by God is also a process of bro- brokenness? Because it's amazing how someone who used to be a really angry soul switches and starts to distribute love and hugs. What changed?
0: I'll leave that for Pastor to end. Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it,
3: the person pretty much answered it. Being used by God um, and being, I, I, you know, being, um, having a walk with God um, changes lives. It changes our hearts, you know. It does. It does changes. Um, it does changes life So, when you see someone that used to be um, a a street fighter, <laughs> and and is um, he, instead of fighting these days, he doesn't fight. He's he's helping people know God. And you know, God has done something in his life. Yeah. So, yeah. So. That is definitely
0: correct. It changes our hearts. I hope I got the question right. Yes, I, I think you did. You know, because it was, was addressing whether getting to know God changes your love language or something like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, sir. Any more questions? There's one more. Two more. Two more questions. Okay, shoot.
1: Okay, question four says, um, how does one handle the monetary blessing that comes from being used by God? Like ministering in a place and getting honorarium.
0: That's what it is now. Honorarium is yours, Abby. Sorry, what? Ex- t- t- say it. Say it to the speaker. Say it to the microphone. <laughs> say it into the microphone. Let everybody hear.
1: The blessing is ours. The glory is His.
0: Absolutely. The blessing is asked, the glory is... Now, it could, if, if for example, um, your ministry. So, for, so, let's say, let's say pastor is invited to minister somewhere. And maybe because of his tight schedule, he can't make it. Then he says, Pastor K, or Pastor Balaji, or Pastor Asuti, or Pastor Val, or Pastor anybody, can you go and represent me there? And you go there, and you do what you're supposed to do. Then, when you're leaving, they give you an honorarium. honorarium. I, think, I think the proper thing to do is to bring that back to the person that sent you, because you were sent on an errand and that person that sent you now decides what he wants to do with it if he chooses not to give you chichi move on yeah because you are sent on an errand it's ministry now if you are a music minister that's the most popular thing for i would assume if you are a music minister running your ministry and you go and you go somewhere, you minister, and you get blessed, and they give you an honorarium. The blessing is yours, the glory is to God. If you are led not to collect, then you are not led not to collect, then leave it. If you are led, am I the one that was led? Is you now. You don't want to receive it. Move on. Abby. <laughs> if you are led, it's not a crime. What what's the word there? You are led. So long as you know who led you. Uh, absolutely. simple simple, uh, shimpu. shimpu matter. One more question. <laughs> Pastor, am I on point? Yeah, correct? <laughs> yeah, if you are led, that makes it even easy, Self, They will pray for you even more times too. There. Yeah, the last question. <laughs> okay.
1: So the last question is directed at Papi. At who?
0: Papi. Papi, okay, good.
1: He says, Papi, is it a sin if you have sausage with your spouse? Sammy, Sammy, close your ears. <laughs> 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 close your ears. Say, Papi, is it a sin if you have sausage during fasting? Let's say at 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. fast. Is it wrong to have sausage in between this time? time frame if either of the partners wants it
3: okay um so um <laughs> uh, you know that's why i said samishi his is the person that wrote it did not say sausage <laughs> 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 but, but we understand what sausage is so so we've answered these questions before so we'll answer it again Technically, the the answer is no, fasting should not stop it. You know, however, however, there are different intensities of fasting that will make it sometimes impractical for it to happen. And sometimes because of the intensity um, you are on or your spouse is on, one party may not just... Have the um capacity to it, for it, so there should be i mean understanding that's okay, you know, but does it affect fasting if both are on the same page technically not um should um but you should, I'm, I'm thinking you should consider all these factors I've talked about um before proceeding, yeah so. That's what I would say. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Randy. (laughs) Okay, thank you very much, everybody. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Thank you very much, Pastor.
3: Sir? No, no, no. No, no, no. There there are things I want us to talk about on this teaching. (laughs) Okay. Let me sit down again. Yeah, you know, I I usually will just leave it, you know. know, But I'm thinking to myself, after a couple of, sessions that it's probably beneficial probably would be beneficial if we because because we may not come this way of acts in a long time so if we if we talk about it the first is when you talked about um um uh, and they said barnabas was zeus the, the greek god and they said paul was Hamas the messenger of Zeus, 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 Z-E-U-S. <laughs> it, 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 it's interesting because Paul was the chief speaker. Paul was the person that spoke. And the people, philosophers in those days and, 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 and seekers and, and, and great minds in those days, they see it clearly as Paul was the messenger. That the person that did not speak is the God, is the leader. You know, in church, and that's how God sees us, there are ministers. In fact, the word ministers is <clears throat> servant. <clears throat> it's servant. Excuse me. That's what it is. So, we sometimes turn it on its head when we see ministers as the bosses you know typically you know that is how they are represented spiritually and in those cultures of course they understand it very clearly that is how it is presented do you want to share anything on that
0: I mean, I didn't, I didn't catch that earlier, but it's, it's deep because um, it's deep because when when you look at the concept of Zeus as a, as God, more or less is indirectly also saying that we know how God operates. God is not a talkative. Mm? We know how God operates. So they, they, can, they can see Barnabas as the quiet one and say, this is where the real power is. This one is the one just doing the tatafu tata and doing all the talk. talk. And, I mean, and that's deep also because, again, it, all, it could also mean that if we really are trying to be like God, maybe we need to be minimizing our talk. Hmm, That's deep. 100%. <laughs> you need to be minimized okay so
3: second thing I want to talk about quickly mm. I mean I know we've, we are out of time is, is, is the fact that when you were answering the question of um, of why did the people the same people turn around so quickly and begin to stone Paul and Barnabas I've, I've had several conversations with my colleagues in ministry know, pastors, and I've also observed very closely my seniors in ministry that are pastors that are solid men of God. What I've realized is that, or even in our conversations, what some of them have chosen to do is they've chosen to be mysterious. They will say to me, if I mean this thing you are doing, people will take you for granted. People will you cannot just be this simple. Everybody has access to you. People will. And I said to them, well, that will, that will be on them. That will not be on me. You know, I would follow Jesus' example. So they'd rather keep it mysterious so that they are continually honored rather than saying, "Oh, we are an equal. And after a while, when the people hear a bad doctrine or a rumor or a A bad influence they turn against them if they put themselves in a position where they even when people want to think of turning against them they are afraid because they they see them as you know some man of god that is you know god in in a sense you know so if paul and barnabas had not stopped the people from what they were doing when the jews came the people will turn on the Jews because they will say no no, this is this are our gods. This you cannot come here and turn things out. Of course, that would be wrong, though. <laughs> you know, so, same thing, you know. Uh Pastor K. I'm sure you're you your husband, you understand. Same things with husbands and wives, you know, they say familiarity breeds contempt. So because we are all sleeping and saying there, you know, sharing the state tower, you know, you know, you are not respecting the <laughs> big pastor kid that is. <laughs> 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 that when everybody else sees him outside, they are... So that's why some... I'm, I'm not making a case for it. And I'm not even making a case for them. I just, I'm just letting us understand that if you taste dishonor and ridicule, many of them have tasted it. And they've said, look, if these people in their ignorance are, are holding me like this, that's their business they just ignore it and move on mm. and not correct it but I will say to them, correct it because this is what the word of God says and they're like, you sit down there you know <laughs> and, and, so, it's,
0: and it's even misleading for the people because you, you, you are sending them in the wrong direction you are not building their faith you are not building their faith, you are not giving them hope that in future they can also be like that absolutely and it's, it's so wrong on all levels so wrong on all levels. Absolutely. Mm, I, 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 that thing you said about them—they they leave that my, that mystery around them, so that when they enter into a room, everybody keeps quiet. When they when they are walking, everybody else like ah, uh, ogagakora wata. them all is <laughs> it, around. So let's, let's behave, you know. And uh, I mean, it's 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 misleading. Okay, so it's my so question,
3: wrong. my question to you, uh, Pastor K, is this. Is it possible not to be mystic, not to be mysterious and still, um, let's take um, the different examples I've given, and still be honored and not be ridiculed at the slightest wind
0: of doctrine? Absolutely. You are an example now. Abi, is it not? Yeah. You are a living example. We can call you Apostle oh, Femi. I was to say we can call mm-hmm. you uh, Apostle <laughs> Yes. Because, you, you, you know, I wanted to actually say it earlier on. Your life is an example of that. The simplicity. The, the fact that we, we can look at you and say, if pastor can do this. If pastor can you know, it's a, pray like this. If pastor can fast this much, if pastor can lead us, we can do it. If God Amen. answers him, God can answer me. I mean, it's, it's a shining example that you give, so the, the answer is not very far from you, sir. Okay. Thank you very much. Glory
3: be <laughs> to Jesus. Thank you, Pastor Kay, for that amazing, amazing teaching. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, I thank everybody for joining us. And um, those joining us online, those in the auditorium, God really bless you guys in the auditorium. I see the number in the auditorium is, is increasing. Um, let's put the service father We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. As we go, we ask that your presence will go with us. Amen. May look at places straight before us, Amen. breaking pieces the gate of brass. Cut asunder the bars of iron. Amen. Give unto us the treasures of darkness. Amen. The hidden riches of secret places. Amen. And let your name be glorified. Amen. Honour and glory we give unto you. In Jesus, mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. God bless you and keep you. Amen. Lord, make His face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Amen. Lord, lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. As so it is, I shall be. Amen. Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Amen. To so God's perfect house, who are we? We are limitless all the way. Amen. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you. <laughs> I'm not
2: the